We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Tuesday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. The Oxford Exxon Podcast presented by Twisted T. Again, more on that later here in the show today. Lane Kiffin speaks. Yesterday, after Ole Miss's practice, he was in a good mood for the most part. One question had him a little uh, perturbed. We'll get into all that to uh, today. Some impressions from um, yesterday, heading into the rest of the week. What's on store for that? Uh, a loophole potentially in this uh, Missouri NIL thing as we continue to discuss NIL and realignment and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, also the ACC now interested in West Coast schools. We have clearly just jumped every happy day shark possible here so we uh that and more coming up on the show a show brought to you every day by the oxford exxon highway six west in oxford you can um check them out their lunch specials ribs you know the drill by now wet or dry let them take care of dinner tonight you got stuff going on kids got games schools back in session let the oxford exxon take care of dinner hot plate ribs desserts side items plenty of options there clinton and brookhaven's where you get your donuts in the morning and much more. So uh, that's coming to you from the Oxford Exxon and the Clark Ford Studio. Uh, indeed, Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is that number. Call uh, our buddy Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Just right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. No haggle. Corey's not going to chase you down. He's not going to bug your phone all day long. He's just going to give you a quote. You can take that quote and do with it as you please. You can shop it around. Or you can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do. Let's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Guest will join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now. 2608 South Lamar Boulevard. Suite 102. Just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care. Everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics and physical therapy to book an appointment go to campbellclinicoxford.com again campbellclinicoxford.com or call 901-759-3111 walk-ins always welcome at the campbell clinic monday through friday 7 30 a.m to 4 p.m i mentioned this yesterday 
in the uh, in the observations from practice, but from a logistics standpoint, and we've seen this before, but it's the fastest. It's almost like a pit crew. So around eleven thirty yesterday, th- huge thunderstorm rolled into Oxford. I mean, it was a absolute goalie washer. Um, yes, stuff blowing sideways, but a little lightning came in right before it. Lightning a couple times. They sounded the horn at football, and I just sort of happened to look at my watch. I wasn't necessarily doing it on purpose, but I've, my thought was how much time is left in practice. Are they done? Are they going inside? Or what are they doing? And when we got in the Manning Center to com- to com- resume practice, they had everything turned on, everybody out there. It was like three minutes and 12 seconds or wow. something. I mean, it was like under five minutes, and I was like, wow. That was that was really impressive to get everyone down and then just go. Like I've it, seen it happen a couple of times. Yeah. It's a it looks like something that they've practiced. <laughs> yeah, it does. Probably because they've practiced it. Yeah, it's, hey, when this happens, here's what we do. Here's where you go. Yeah. Here's how we single file out of there. The, the hardest part is the bottleneck getting off the practice field down the steps. Yeah. And then after that, it's 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 golden. But yeah, it was it was it was very fast. My so, guess is that there were people that were watching the weather and that there was communication. Hey, this is coming, so we're going to go ahead and get set up. Be prepared. That's true, yeah. Equipment people, go do what you do. Yeah, and yeah, let's, yeah. Because I mean that stuff didn't magically appear there. I don't think. Yeah. But yeah, it's impressive. Just the it's a big the thing operation. you notice. Yeah. It's it's like I was talking to uh, Trey Harris. Obviously, Trey went to Louisiana Tech. I took some classes at Louisiana Tech. I grew up basically at Louisiana Tech, and we were just talking about the difference. And Louisiana Tech's a nice program. They do a lot of nice things. Um, they have some cool facilities. They don't have anything like SEC facilities. It's just a different world. And he was talking about just the people, the quantity of people. The sheer operation of it. Yeah, he just was like, you know, I mean, there's a lot of resources for you at Louisiana Tech, obviously. It's it's a big school. Yeah, sure. Um, and Rustin's a, for all the Rustin jokes, Rustin's a neat town, and and um they love tech there and they support tech and they do a lot of things for the kids that play at tech but it's nothing like an SEC school he was just talking about that and so at a place like Louisiana Tech yesterday they don't have an indoor when a storm goes through Ruston like that you're just practice is over there's nowhere to go you go to the locker room and i guess you could wait it out and then go back and finish practice but that sounds stupid yeah mother nature just cost you 40, 40 minutes or whatever it was yeah. that you were. So, you know, you just don't practice. That's it. That's the difference. He was talking about just the number of recovery tubs and cold tubs dedicated to certain things and uh, just nutritionist and those things that places like, and I'm not picking on Louisiana Tech here. Again, I have nothing but nice things to say about Louisiana Tech. I mean, I grew up going to their games going to their baseball camp, going back to my dad's office after. I mean, I have fond, very fond memories of Louisiana Tech, but they can't they, they can't match the SEC stuff. That's one of the interesting things that you see now, these guys that are playing at group of five, and they're like, I think I can make the step up, and they get make the step up, and they two things. One, they realize it is a big step, and two, they realize, whoa, there is a lot of difference here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, just, it's attention to detail in all ways. I mean, and you've, and you've seen – I guess one of the things is it's, I mean, as we're well aware with everything going on right now, the importance and the care and the minutiae that goes into everything that goes about, about it. I mean, even, I mean, you know, go back to when, you know, I guess point of reference, you know, Nut or even in Freeze 10 years ago, you know, you would get, they would come off the field and they'd go down the steps 
And on their way in, back in the day, it would be Gatorade only. It would just be a big tubs of Gatorade and have some cool tubs and maybe a couple of bottles of water. And now it is like, depending on what your need is, it's 15 different refreshments or things. It's everything from muscle milks to Gatorades to waters to and there's a whole, some hydration stuff that I'm not aware of. Like, I don't know. And there's a crew of people that, with about 10 minutes left, set that up. It's not like it's sitting out in the yeah, heat yeah, for yeah, half yeah. an hour. No, it's right there. I mean, it's, it's set up and boom, it, everything is very... And I'm assuming every player knows what they're supposed to get given their their situation. Yes. Gain weight, lose weight, hydrate, no, what, blah, 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 right, whatever. Right. I don't know. That's beyond my purview. But We've come a long way since Houston was doing the training table to, to get the meal and not do the late night McDonald's off the stipend. It's come a, it's come, it's come a minute Houston's from, from, from big, there. Houston's biggest concern back in the day was the late night Taco Bell. Yeah. That was creating issues. Yeah. he, he the, the training table was... A primary, but the secondary off that was anything to kill the late night fast food, because oh. they had that issue with a lot of people. Yeah, that was a the, the McDonald's and the Taco Bell at ten thirty was not helping some of the weight situations that they they had in in mind. Matt says Rustin's getting a Bucky's. Oh, big day! Carson and I were on our way from Nashville to Birmingham, mm-hmm. and there was a Bucky's somewhere in North Alabama. And we had like a several minute debate about whether we were going to stop there. And ultimately, about half a mile out, you could see how crowded it was. And he's like, nah, let's just keep going. I was it's like, an cool. experience. No, you got, you and I was it's like, an experience. You have to. Carson, who obviously is a chip off the block. Mall of America, Bucky's. It's, it's, I've done, it's, I've done it's, both. It's, 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 it's. I've done both. Uh, Carson said, I mean, it's just a convenience store. And I'm like, I know. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand. Nothing shocks me more. <laughs> I'm like, I, I mean, he's like, I, I hear they have like really good brisket sandwiches. And he's like, but I don't really want a brisket sandwich right now. I was like, hey, man, you don't have to talk me into not stopping. I'm I'm cool. I mean, when you get a chance for beaver nuggets, don't you have to have beaver nuggets? No, what are I mean, beaver nuggets? It's the little, not chip, but little things they put in the bag, the little corn things. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so here you go. Yeah. I mean, a whole wall of jerky, Neil. A whole wall of I jerky. I know, I know. I mean, come on. A whole wall of jerky. Pajamas, yard signs, fire pits. What do you need? Whatever you need. I mean, you can just order beef jerky or turkey One of the jerky. media members was using a Bucky's uh, Yeti-looking thing yesterday, the other day. Oh, really? Practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm trying to guess who. <laughs> <laughs> we should play that game. I saw this at practice. Here's ABC. The yeah. only thing now is that I've gotten to the point where I could not name all the different people on the beat. Yeah, you could. I don't, well, no, 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 not all. No, I don't think I could. No, I, there's one person on the beat who has been there for over two years, and I don't know their name. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, I'm fine. I, I could get everybody. I mean, I think I know most of the names. There's one dude that I don't know. But there are some people that are walking and around. And it's a little fringy, like, but still. Yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah, it has. Neil has been to Bucky's, but not Waffle House. It is an interesting That is true. Uh, I've been, dynamic. My brother lives uh, in Katy right next to a Bucky's. Yeah, but brisket sandwiches, the burritos, really good. Some of their, their burritos in the morning, really good. I know it's breakfast, so you can eat bre- a burrito anytime, though. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't have to be a breakfast situation. Trader Joe's has good burritos. Do they? Yeah. Okay. You a big Trader Joe guy? 
I like a lot of the stuff, but it's not like we have, you know, I mean, you're going yeah. out of your way. I mean, I've, yeah, there's definitely stuff there I like, but no, I'm not. I'm not. Campbell's going to be living less than two minutes, two miles, I should say, from a Trader Joe's. If I'm I, sorry. If I lived that I'm, close to a Trader I'm Joe's. It's her money now. Okay. If I was... <laughs> If I was that close to a Trader Joe's, it might be dangerous. I like Trader Joe's. Yeah, Ginger says her kids have Bucky's pajamas complete with beaver tails. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the experience. So it is. Neil and I uh, mentioned it the other day. I need to uh, – we need to follow up. Um, the Manning Center renovation is done. They have gotten rid of the uh, the NFL mannequins that were lining the uh, – the hall. So when you walked into the room by the team meeting room in the past, for anyone who has not been in the Manning Center, they had every NFL team uniform over a mannequin, and then on the front of the thing, there was a plaque with every player at Ole Miss who has played for that team throughout its history. And apparently, those have all been just put away somewhere. We're we're trying to to argue for the Saints and the Bengals mannequins. It we would have, make sense. Uh, we have petitioned Brad. We know Sheffield. people, so let's. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Brad, if you're listening, we weren't kidding. We would like those two mannequins. We would we would be appreciative <laughs> of those two mannequins. I mean, or you can just take the stuff off the mannequins, and we'll figure it out. But we'd like the mannequins too. Yeah, you want the you want we want the stuff, but the mannequin would be preferable. We would be yeah. happy to throw it in the back of Neil's pickup and go get it. Mm-hmm. So we can do that. That was, does look good, by the way. Um, the the parts of the Manning Center I have been in are very. I mean this in the best way possible. It is very clean. It is very very modern. It is very, it's, it's very, it is clean. very clean. I get lost now. Do you really? A little bit. Yeah, I did have to ask Kyle Campbell yesterday. I was like, so what direction? And it was still that way, but I, I was not 100% sure of a couple of turns. I mean, I think once I walk through it a couple of times, I'll have a better feel. But there's a couple of times we've come off the practice field. And you're also going from 108 degrees into 70 degrees, and it's sort of shocking like to the senses. And so you're not exactly thinking clearly at that moment because the sweat just starts to pour down your face it is maybe my favorite thing leaving practice is when you go by that first little room when you're walking toward like where we have to go in and the 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 i mean just heavy duty ac hits you in the face the glasses fog up and you're yeah. like whoa that was awesome we yeah. do that again that yeah. was that was incredible but yeah the first time is like wow that's awful I mean, because that it is a couple of those first practices were hot they are going tonight, by the way. Um, so yesterday during the day, tomorrow night for its practice, six thirty-five, I think, is the time for uh, for that one. I'll have uh, I'll have coverage from practice. There no is, interviews again. There are no interviews, yeah. so no one's going to talk about whatever happened. So I'll do the best I can. Nothing on Wednesday, uh, Thursday practice, Friday practice. Uh, Friday, the one day we are getting coordinators during fall camp. So just Friday. be aware of that. I believe Friday is the day for that. It's Thursday or Friday, but for some reason Friday is sticking in my head. Um, for some reason I thought it was Thursday, but it might. Maybe be you're right. Either know. way, end of the week there is a coordinator day at yeah. that point. So Pete Golding talking, Charlie Weiss Jr. Um, that coming up for you later in the week. But that's uh, is it raining right now? I, I thought I heard some thunder outside a minute ago. Randall asking if it's raining. It does not appear to be raining, but uh, there was rain expected this morning at some point. I know that. I got up well. I had a whole plan for this morning, and I was dependent on my wife's alarm clock, and she apparently decided at some point in the middle of the night that, you know what, I'm not getting up that early, and changed it. And so when the alarm went off... Instead of setting your own alarm clock. Well, I I, I, I didn't anticipate that I she understand. would make I, a late-night audible. I intended to get up, walk the dogs, and then go run. 
But it's you slept in. Well, she slept in. So you slept in. And so I slept in. So I just walked the dog. So I'll have to go run later. But I don't, I think the high today here is like only 82. Which it really, I mean, I, I, feels know, it's, great I know it's boring. I swear to God, I'm getting in football in a second. But they, it, I was amazed at what that thunderstorm did yesterday because typically it cools it off for like an hour and then it becomes this oven of humidity for the rest of the day, like you're in the Amazon. And it kept it cool the rest of the day. Like it completely knocked the heat out yesterday. Yeah. No, I went for a damnedest thing. I went for a walk last night, like seven thirty, and it was borderline pleasant. It, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was fantastic. So, anyway, uh, I, I guess start here. If you've watched Lane's video from yesterday, um, if you read um, transcript, if you read quick hits on the site of rebelgrove.com, you can do all those things. Um, a little bit of misinterpretation, um, and this happens sometimes with words and you don't understand context especially with lane because he can be fairly sarcastic at times and you don't know what he's thinking if you're not in the room and you're participating in the conversation and his sense of humor sometimes is really dry it very so it doesn't translate always Desert to dry. the uh, <laughs> to the uh to the situation at hand he was in a good mood yesterday um he he seemed happy with effort um i think he likes the plan that they have in place right now he mentioned that they're not doing as many reps as he is accustomed to during preseason camp. That They're really caught up on teaching, about continuity building, about a lot of those things. He said they're spending more time in classroom settings to go over things on boards. It's to keep bodies fresh. Lane has a very much an NFL mentality to that. He does not want to kill them from a body standpoint throughout camp or, frankly, at any point during the year. So they are sticking to that. Even when they've had shoulder pads on the next couple of days, I think Thursday, by the way, is the first full pads practice. But – um. Even when they've had shoulder pads on, I think it could be tomorrow, but they're waiting until Thursday. I oh, believe. is that right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, um, that's what I heard. I mean, if I'm wrong, whatever, but yeah. that's what we think. It'll be okay. Um, they're not doing tackling to the ground. I mean, even with shoulder pads on and his lighter thumps than we've seen in some past years or definitely under previous regimes. I mean, we've had coaches at Ole Miss where we've covered who it might be just shoulder pads and shorts and they're firing out and really having a day. And that's, that's not the way these practices are going. So I freeze think he, was that way. Yeah. It was pop, pop, pop. Maybe might as well. It didn't matter. There weren't pants. Yeah, on. I mean, I can remember saying to people over there, they had a couple of practices where they weren't even wearing shoulder pads and dudes are getting tackled. Why don't y'all just put pads on? I mean, this is insane. <laughs> Literally watched a wide receiver get his collarbone broken on one of those places. Oh, remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, what are y'all doing? There's a reason you wear shoulder pads. A little weird. A lot weird, actually. Yeah. Kind of stupid. It's one of the things I give Kiffin. Like, you, you, when you run, you look at the analytics of your run. Yeah. Right? Yeah, every day. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you run, if you take a couple of days off mm-hmm. and you run, mm-hmm. the analytics on your run are usually pretty good. You refresh. Sure. All right. Run a second day in a row. Yeah. A little like, worse. A little fall off. Now, run a third day in a row. Like, go do a six, seven-mile run three, three days, days in a row. row. Yeah. Look at the analytics on day three. At the very minimum, your start's worse every time. Your splits. Your body's going to go, hey, no. You might acclimate and get into yeah, it, sure. but for the most part, your numbers are going to fall off because your body is fatigued. Sure. Now, you're not a college athlete. You you don't look like Aiden Williams yeah, standing sure. there, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. if Aiden takes his shirt off, you're putting your shirt yeah, on, yeah, and you're yeah, leaving, sure. right? But the the but the principle holds. Kiffin, to his everlasting credit, and I mean this sincerely, he gets that. He has studied it. 
they they track as much as they can track. They track everything, but on Saturday, the one thing you can pretty much guarantee is that they'll be fresh because mm-hmm. they practice on Thursday morning, yeah, light, and that's it. That's it. They, they have pra- basically one pseudo hard day a week. Tuesday, yeah, and then and they it start, already starts tapering, and then they starts tapering because he knows just the analytics of it. So I've always wondered this about fall camp. I really have. I've always wondered. So you're getting ready for the season. You know that the season is this 13-week grind. Why kill them in August? Why have so many practices where guys are super fatigued, especially in today's era where, let's be real, they practiced all summer. You ran them all summer. They're in great shape. You're not trying to work guys into shape, maybe some football shape, but you can do that. You have a month. Why, why kill them? And then get to get to a place where guys are fatigued, and then you have a practice, and that leads to an injury. And now you lost somebody for six to eight weeks just so you could prove how tough you were. That I never made any sense to me. We just continue to get smarter because... Not everybody. That's true. There are still staffs out there that will kill them on Tuesday and Wednesday. The two huge days, because by God, that's what we've always done, and that's what we do. And you know, we're just now getting over the fact that we need to give you some water occasionally. Like, I mean, you're still beating the hell out of them. Um, it's it, yeah, it's interesting because, like you said, I mean, it, it, it's I, I get tired of some of the bigger, faster, stronger stuff because everybody does that, and all SEC programs, you know, are going to be pretty good at getting you in conditioning and in shape. Uh, but it is the thing where summer has gotten intense enough to where, yeah, you're not getting ready. You're just staying ready. So once you do that, it's, it's a completely different mindset from where, how, how that works. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, we'll get into some of the actual answers in a second. But I thought I thought Kiffin was actually in a really good mood. A couple of people read a couple of his answers and took that. And I'm not criticizing you because you can easily do it with his words. But since I was in the room, I'll go through it. Um, he was... He was as optimistic after a practice as I've heard him in a while. He didn't seem as bothered by some of the continuity stuff. He, uh, he like I said, he liked their plan. He was, he was good yesterday. So anyway, we'll get into uh, exactly what he said in a second. First, are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with five percent alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team, whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching in a bar, hosting friends at home. Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. Perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Do you hate losing games? <clears throat> Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. Davey has partnered with the Grove Collective. will be donating 20% of all commissions, 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. Davey can service customers in all 50 states, and he's dedicated to making sure Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. So contact Davey Ferris at 214 214- Seven one five seven two four seven or via email D Ferris. That's D F A R R I S at hillcoinsurance.com. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? 
Are you already retired? Should you consider Roth conversions? These are some of the questions that can only be answered with a personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Sego with Sego Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what he can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. Stress out about the rebels, not your money. Rebelsretire.com. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1 at A-Stock. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. They've got multiple locations around Nashville and Memphis, some in Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. And the College Corner is coming to Oxford this fall. Newest location will be in the Oxford Commons right off of Sisk Avenue. More than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear with plenty of parking available. Their staff will have you in and out and ready for the Grove in no time. Opening middle of this month, so check out their website, collegecornerstore.com. Podcast is brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. My favorite is the orange-style barbecue, the signature. They go on everything. They make great salads, lunches, great snacks as well. Great for dinner, as I mentioned, uh, with things getting pretty busy right now. Use code RG, buy five pouches or more. You can try a bunch of different flavors, or you can just stock up on your favorite one. You get 25% off when you do that with code RG and primeshrimp.com, also available in Rouse's Market. So if you're close to them, take advantage of that option from a brick and mortar, or again, get them directly to your door, 10 minutes freezer to plate with primeshrimp.com. So opened up talking about uh, the Pac-12 and everything going on right now. Clearly the Pac-12 is gone. Uh, Pac-4. Pac-4. We'll get to... uh, some of that probably later, but if not tomorrow, I don't know how long this will go today from our topics or where I'm going to put it. But um, he was asked simply just about his thoughts being in the Pac-12, what's going on in college football in general, and uh, he gave a really good answer, um, as he typically does with big picture things. Thought about it; it, it mattered to him. He he, he. It's why some people yeah, watched, he's a West Coast guy. Yeah, it's why some people watch part of the video and went, oh, but they just saw him responding to this. He kind of took a second. He was frustrated. He was as emotional as too strong, but he definitely sort of went that direction. Like, yeah, this sucks. Like, he kind of had yeah. that sort of thing. Sure. And um, the question was a little drawn out. was two parts. And he said, the end of that question is not good for college athletes. I think it's really sad for fans, you know, that want to travel to games. You know, we're just talking about football, but let's talk about all the sports that now have to fly around the country. They play weekdays. They get back at four in the morning. They have to go to school. Parents aren't going to be able to see them in near as many games. So you guys know I just call it what it is. It's obviously about money. Anybody says these decisions, well, they weren't about money or money was a small factor. No, you don't do that to all your student-athletes. That's not the uh, the betterment of student-athlete experience at all. It, 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 is, it is what it is. It's about money. Like we all do what it is. Again, I, got nobody, I hope nobody gets on these 17- and 18-year-olds to make decisions based off NIL money when all these universities are doing that. 
It's just their tradition part. You talk, you take a hundred years of a tradition and wash, and throw it away, with just completely washed up for more money. I mean, hard to argue. It's not wrong. No, we've been going in this direction for a while, though. I'll, I'll give Lane credit. He's the first coach I've ever heard who says they're all overpaid. He did. Never heard another coach say that. I mean, you know, no. It is refreshing to hear a coach act like we're not disengaging nuclear bombs here, right? They're coaching football. Between Lane saying that and Brian Kelly saying, I'm going to tell you about injuries this year. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Talked about how you can't on one hand, and we'll get back to Kip in a second. You can't on one hand say, oh, we're going to super involved in all this gambling stuff. And then on the other hand, try to hide injuries. He's right. Yeah, sure. For the record. Oh, it's true. Yeah. You know, you can't. Have all these gambling services that that are involved in everything that you do, and so much of the college game now is about point spreads and all that stuff, which is fine. It's difficult to then turn around, knowing what just happened with Alabama baseball and all that stuff, and say, "Hey, we're, we're going to keep injury information private so that there's the potential for some sort of insider trading." No, just be public about it. So he's going to update on Monday. I think he said Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, with NFL terms like. Doubtful, yeah, questionable, sure. probable, upper body, lower body. And then on Saturday, there will be a list released that morning or uh, before the game. Here's who is not available to play. Oh, okay. Got no problem with that. I've got a lot it's of respect good. for that. Yeah, it's good. Not the whole, we're not going to talk about this. Not, we all know somebody's torn an ACL and they're like day to day. Well, yeah, I mean, technically, yeah, for another 300 days. Sure. But anyway, back to Lane. Um, yeah, I mean, look, he's a West Coast guy. He coached at USC as an assistant. He was a head coach at USC. He what Fresno in the area. Yeah, so he's been involved in the USC UCLA rivalry, the USC Oregon rivalry. You know, he's seen all those games. He really liked his time in the Pac-12 from a camaraderie standpoint. Other coaches, yeah. he's talked about how they were a little more normal to each other, a little more chill. Yeah, his relationship with Leach yeah. took off in the Pac-12. It does suck. I mean, it does suck. It it sucks for parents of a kid who plays at I don't know Arizona State. Yeah, volleyball. I mean, you know, whatever. Just, but this was predictable. You saw it coming for a long time. I've been talking about this for a long time. I mean, I'm pretty fairly well sourced on this. At one point, USC and Arizona State were absolutely kicking the tires on joining the SEC. No question. USC was looking for an out a long time ago. So here we are. I mean, it's it's interesting to me to see some of the, this isn't about Lane, because Lane's, it's more personal. Some of the media coverage of it is disingenuous. We've all seen this coming. We, we knew conference realignment was a thing. It's not over yet. The ACC has yet to break up. They're now desperately trying to add two teams from essentially the Bay Area to the ACC in an attempt to satisfy Clemson. I mean, what the hell? That makes no sense. And so, where are the people that are writing? Hey, this is the ACC's dead. I mean, I think my analogy is a good one. The ACC is the married couple that says we're going to stay together until the kids graduate high school, which sounds great until you start getting through the the fight on Tuesday about the meatloaf. At which point you realize this doesn't work. Because everything's untenable at that point. Yeah, this doesn't work. 
That's that's where they are. That's where that league is. Why? Like Lane said, it's because of money. Why is the ACC going to break up? Money. Because the Big Ten's making 70-something million dollars a school, and the SEC's basically doing the same thing, and they're making 20-something. And they look at that and go, that's not tenable. That's not sustainable. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. doesn't work and so it won't work and so when it breaks up and people go man this really sucks that the acc tournament doesn't exist anymore because that's always been this cool thing it really sucks that we don't have the whatever acc rivalry means anything to anybody mm-hmm. let's guys it's dead i mean it, it's still like the, the tree still has green on it but at the root no no it's, it's gone it's poisoned it's over waiting on it to rise yeah i don't i don't know why we can't just kind of say that part out loud and their their hail mary is hey let's see if cal and stanford can join please explain how that does anything for you at all and then what do you what does that do for the kids who play pick a sport at cal that's not what they signed up for when you signed up to play softball softball at cal you didn't sign up to spend every weekend flying to winston-salem boston miami tallahassee chapel hill Syracuse, New York. That's not what you signed up for. That's not what your parents signed up for. And I guess people were getting getting portal. I mean, I, I guess. But you went to Cal in large part, I'm guessing, because of the degree. Yeah, sure. You didn't sign up for that. So now when you have a, a weekend series on Friday and Saturday in Boston. Because you're probably not a criminal justice major. No offense to criminal justice majors. I well, mean, you're not you're, doing yeah. general studies at Cal, I'm yeah. guessing. So when you, what do you do? You leave on Thursday to fly completely across the country. You play a game, two games on Friday or a game on Saturday. What are they doing in softball? Two games on Saturday, one on Sunday. And then you get back in an airport in Boston and fly all the way back across the country. And you've got class at Berkeley the next morning. It, it, it's, that's not what they signed up for. It's not about the football. The football can make it work. It's a pain in the ass. But the football can make it work. You're going to miss a minimal class time. Not so much in the other sports. Mm-hmm. Basketball. Cal's going to play basketball in the in the ACC. Yeah. So week after week, they're going to have Wednesday at North Carolina, Saturday at back in Cal, NC State, and then going back. again. Or, I mean, yeah. I'm sure they'll arrange the schedules or try to, where it sort of makes sense. But you're going to spend weeks at a time on the East Coast when everything in your life. Oh, there will be some turnarounds where you just stay gone. 
Yeah. Sometimes they'll say, hey, let's do a Thursday, Saturday, and y'all just stay well, on. That's not Sunday. what they signed up for. That doesn't make any sense. So yeah. that's your Hail Mary. Your ACC Hail Mary is to add Cal and Stanford. Literally, that's being discussed. That makes no sense. I mean, I keep waiting. Again, it's where's the guy in the room that goes, this is stupid. It died. It's over. File the paperwork. Be done with it. It's done. The only possible thing that makes any sense at all for the Pac-4 is to merge with the Mountain West and make it a 16-team league. At least you have some regionality. Fire the Kliakoff or whatever his name is who screwed the whole thing up. Bring in the Mountain West commissioner. I think it's Thompson, who's apparently a pretty viable guy. Bring him in. Let him run the league. Call it the Pac-16 and just be done with it. And when people make fun of it, go, yeah, we screwed it up. This is the this is the renovation. The ACC, outside of a couple schools, is not some bastion of academic integrity. Can you please explain to me why you want Cal and Stanford instead of Oregon State? Under any guise of actually trying to make money? Can no. you explain any way why Cal and Stanford make more sense than Oregon State? They don't. At all? No. They're worse. Yeah. So what are we doing? I, I'm lost. I mean, I, I'm... You know me. I mean, I think. Hey, some, that's going to get ESPN to really pay us more money. No, it's not. Sometimes you've lost the game. You know. You know. You've lost the game. Wave the white flag. Let that backup second baseman throw the last two innings. Just call it a day. Pull your starters. Yeah, it's eleven to one. Put the right fielder in. Hey, he pitched in high school. Have at it, bud. Go for it. Make a memory. If you get shelled, you get shelled. It's cool. Throw that that 68-mile-an-hour knuckleball thing you were working on in practice the other day. We were all laughing at it. Have fun. It's either going to get some outs and we'll get a kick out of it or you'll get shelled and we'll get a kick out of it. But we lost the game. That's where the Pac-12 is, Pac-4, whatever it is. It's over. And the ACC's there, too, and they just don't want to admit it out loud. It's not like Lane picks, goes in his office and spends 45 minutes crafting words to tell us um, in press conferences. He takes zero time to do that at all. But even on something like how the defense is progressing, very innocuous question yesterday, mm-hmm. normal press conference stuff. When you really look at his words, if you want to do this, I get it. I do it every week, yes. He's good at it. Really well. Again, only a few practices in, but I think Pete's doing great. A lot of new pieces on the players and staff, and they've spent a ton of time preparing for this and working really hard. So really excited about that. He used really three times. Yeah. He likes whatever they've done to this point. He likes this coaching staff more yeah. than he's liked any other coaching staff. I've yeah. watched Golding a lot at practice. And what I notice about Golding, unlike – and look, I'm not trying to make fun of previous defensive coordinators. I get it. But sometimes the yelling and the screaming and the acting a fool the entire practice – It's not productive. It's like you don't act like that in any other walk of life. Why, why are you doing this now? Golding takes notes – does a lot of teaching, talks. I've really not seen him in the practices I've been to even get all that animated. No, it's very just teach, look. Eh. If he's animated, it's because he can't communicate from that distance, so I'm trying to show you yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, it's a lot of instruction. Constantly um, taking notes, just writing stuff down. Yes, stop. you can tell that. He spent a lot of time at Alabama. That's the one thing that becomes obvious because if you... He's experienced. He's been around the block. He knows what he's seeing. 
I mean, Lane took a lot of stuff from Alabama, and mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban couldn't have any more disparate personalities. But Lane was there and saw that, I mean, obviously, it works. It works. I mean, Alabama's one big. You, you can love them, hate them, whatever you want to do. They, they've dominated the sport for two decades, basically. And Golding's obviously taken a lot from there, too. And it's a, it's a more instructive, constructive way of doing things. It's a lot of new faces. They obviously know there's going to be. Like, I was watching a pass skeleton drill, mm-hmm. seven on seven, basically. And four or five plays in a row, the linebackers blew the assignment. And instead of just going off, what you could see was almost him thinking, okay, we knew this was going to happen. There's a lot happening here. The offense we're going against has continuity. We don't. And there's no scoreboard. Yeah. Who gives it? Hey, so let's let's turn this into a learning thing. And sure enough, as the drill went on, some of the underneath stuff that they were covering, they were picking it up. Not to make fun of previous defensive coordinators. That yield. They would have lost their shit. And and that's fine. You know, drop and give me twenty or whatever. I mean, okay, cool. But you're not you're not still fi- got to teach whatever it is they're doing wrong. Yeah. The they t- don't fix it by doing push-ups. That's not going to get the mental part of picking up the underneath receiver. And so back to your point, they're doing a lot more classroom stuff also. Like, hey, here's the Show. film. Here's what happened. You see where that went? You know, Because you know when you're – how many new faces on defense? It's 20-something. Mm-hmm. Also a new scheme, new coaches. You're going to have some rocky moments in August. I mean, you just are. And you're going up against a pretty talented offense. You're, you're, you're going to have some moments where it's just not going to go well. And so how you respond to that, I think, is indicative of what you think. And they've they've been very calm. That's the one thing I've noticed. I mean, there's a couple of coaches on that staff that are kind of nutty because football coaches, they're a lot of times just – Yeah. But the overall approach to it from like Garrison with the offensive line. He's very cerebral. Yeah. Golding. Um, just, well, because even maybe the loudest one that makes me the most tired is Kenito Hudson, but he still is teaching. It's just loud yeah. doing it. It's just constant motion. He's yeah. just moving. Yeah. Said, he, he spent a lot of time on Thursday with the scout team and the reserves. Basically, he was the only position coach over there by himself. Everybody else was with the first and second team. And he was just really hammering stuff into the scout team and the third team, yeah. going, "No, no, no, this like we're it was it was a good twenty five minutes of nonstop him just with that group." That's um, good. He was one that I said there that I was joking with some of the people there. I said, "You know, if I transcribed his practice, <laughs> boy, <laughs> I'd curl some toes." Yeah, yeah. But you know, for the most part, you just like and Lane at practice is for people who've never watched an Ole Miss practice. He is super laid back. I mean, just... I mean... He looks bored. He's and, not, but he's he does. Not. He looks it. Yeah, but he he is not going to get He gets emotional. frustrated and kind of... Yeah, yeah, he'll do stuff, but... I don't know that I've ever seen him just lose it at a practice. No. Very just measured. He kind of... He has like his little assistant. He'll kind of... I think he says things to him so he doesn't say it to somebody else sometimes, but that's... C.C. Simon actually with a really good point in the thread, and he's right. Do you think it has something to do with the instruction on how this generation's players respond to coaching? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you can't get them on the same way. They don't handle it. 
and just don't. I mean, right, wrong, and different. It just is what it is. I've said this. They're going to break you down. You're going to break them down. I've watched it. Yeah. With you, just can't. You just can't do them like that. It doesn't. The the way that they shut down. The way that I got coached a generation ago. I mean, you still have the exception, but but it wouldn't work today. Well, it shut down. I mean, if if they would shut down on you, yes. Well, they turn on you. Yeah. Again, yeah. put whatever connotation you want on it, but that's if you want to call them soft, call them soft. Whatever you want to yeah, do, but yeah. that's your, that's what you're working with. Yeah. And so if you if you lose them, and you can't get them back, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. You can blame the kids if you want. I mean, it's scoreboard business. At the end of the scoreboard, you look up, and if you if you have fewer points, blame whoever the hell you want to blame. It's a loss. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Uh, on the Aiden Williams question yesterday, Lane being completely sarcastic. Um, he loves Aiden Williams. Um, with every fiber of his being. Um, yeah, he wasn't criticizing the media. He was no, he was, he was playing. He was pointing out that I get why you're writing what he was because ba- the question was very good. I don't remember. I think it was David Eckert, but I'm not 100 percent positive, so I apologize if I'm wrong. And the question was, hey, we see him, and because what we you and I talked about on the podcast, we see him winning all these one on ones. But I get there's more to the position. So where is he overall? Like, what are we not seeing? And uh, Lane's direct quote: "I'd kind of rather you guys just report about how great he is, so I can keep him hum- uh, great he is, so I can keep him humble and keep him working." And he was very, very facetious as he was yeah. saying that. But you guys see what I see. We still got a lot of work to do, but you can report what you see. I'm not going to rat poison my own freshman. But he agreed. Yes, you see what I see. Yeah. We are all on the same page of yeah. what he's doing. Because you like again, I all I know is the reps that we are seeing. But he pops every day. Yes, every single day. Yeah, I mean he's he looks very good. Sometimes beating some guys that I know are really good corners. He looks very comfortable wearing a number one jersey. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And when he gets on some of those corners that aren't really good corners, you go, oh, God, he's just abusing them. It's abuse. Yeah. Sometimes he gets down line and runs some second team and third team, and you go, ooh. Yeah. You know, again, we haven't seen what it looks like. He's got to play inside the scheme and the 11, and there's a lot more to it, and he might see some brackets, and, I mean, it's a a deal. Some people might scheme him differently and take some things away, and we'll see. There's a lot there, but, I mean, it's still very early. But I've got, I mean, I've got a lot of admiration, really, for the way that they've handled camp. No, it's been good. Not yeah. this grind. Hey, we're going to grind them. We're going to prove how tough we are. No, no, no. Well, if, I mean, if you haven't gotten that done in the off season, you're probably not getting it done in August. Well, you're not going to. I mean, if you read about like NFL camps, it's very similar. They're 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 looking for efficiency. Is the word? Let's have an efficient practice. I mean, you know that you're going to have a handful of practices where there's going to be a lot of contact, and those are the ones where, you, frankly, you hold your breath. Mm-hmm. But you got to do some of it. But, yeah, sure. But you don't. You don't have to go all junction boys out there. That 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 stuff doesn't. That that doesn't really work anymore. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation men's basketball renewal deadlines, August 31st. Renew or purchase now to be in the priority seat selection process. Women's basketball tickets on sale for just $50 per season ticket. Men's and women's tickets available at OleMissTicks.com. And the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation is starting their pledge per win and pledge per touchdown campaign for football. Go to GiveToAthletics.com to sign up today for uh, more. Again, all ticket options there, OleMissTicks.com. 
Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. Warm-up patch is uh, used before while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game. Ready for your next play, go to GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Get ready for the 2023 Ole Miss football season by stepping up your sock game. Select one of three different Saturday seven-packs to complete your outfit for each of the Rebels' seven home football games. Select the Oxford edition or one of the two NIL boxes. Dead Soxy members get exclusive pricing on the Oxford 7-pack, while NIL boxes are on sale for $150. So step up your game day style with a 7-pack of Dead Soxy premium socks and uh, cheer on your Rebels in comfort and style. It's deadsoxy.com. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle, home to the uh, 401k advisory services team. They'll conduct a complimentary, no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N-Wealth.com. Uh, John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis is the guy to get in touch with if you want a uh, special trip that uh, creates a lifetime of unique memories. Just get in touch with John, give him some parameters, give him a budget, it's important, and uh, he'll give you options. And know this, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services, 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Uh, we're brought to you by uh, OPA. Opa on the Square, Oxford's newest Greek restaurant. It's a uh, perfect place for your company dinner, festive party event, fabulous food, great craft libations as well. They can accommodate up to 200 guests at Opa. For catering or booking information, contact Jeannie at 601-421-7147. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. We told you yesterday about if you're looking for a job. Well, if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, Service Specialist can help you as well. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send, so you've got nothing to lose. Give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Maybe August, but Heavenly Sunshine has Christmas on their mind, and they're happy to announce the holiday lights by Heavenly Sunshine. Well, they know Christmas lights are beautiful. It can be a lot of work. Let them take care of the hassle and do the work for you. With full-service installation plans, they install, take down, and even store the lights for you. Commercial-grade LED lights that are 100% customizable to your home or business. They take care of the lights while you take care of the gifts. Book your free estimate before August 31st and mention MPW10 for 10% off. They've been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for over four decades. Full-service commercial and residential property maintenance, including power washing, soft wash roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. HeavenlySunshine.com, 662-342-1203 to book your free estimate. Um, Asking for a comparison to Treadwell as a freshman. I is, don't remember. Treadwell was really physical. We haven't seen Aiden Williams in pads, but right. he's just so fluid. He just moves well. He's so athletic. He seems to get to space well. Again, it's 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 five days, but that's kind of where we are here. I don't really even remember Laquan camp. Yeah, because yeah, mainly because I was watching Tunsil every day. <laughs> I mean, seriously. No, I know. I would just go watch the offensive line the whole practice, <laughs> which can be kind of boring in most spots. Not there. That was amazing. And then we were watching Robert a lot that year. Robert Kimdichie because he was oh, so that's true. ballyhooed and all that. And Connor. Yeah. Tony was damn good for that injury. 
He was. Yeah, that was that was a big blow for him, obviously. Um, so looking still at this, uh, I wrote about tight end yesterday because I found the juxtaposition interesting. Um, Michael Trigg running essentially scout team yesterday after getting kicked out of practice on Saturday. Um, we're all very well aware of Trigg's ability and situation at this point, both. Um, it just is not clicking to this extent, to any extent to this point. Um, and they have, let's be real on something for a minute. Yeah, sure. I've never said this before. I've said it to other people. I've not said it on this podcast. Okay. USC was Lincoln Riley, that staff. They let Michael Trigg walk away. They did. They really didn't fight it. They let an immense talent simply leave. Halfway through his freshman year. Yeah. It tells you something. Now, can Michael adjust and fix it? Sure. He's, but he's he's running out of chances. But he's got to go. He's, Lane is being very patient. He's got to recalibrate Yeah, here soon. Lane is doing everything possible to send messages and go, dude, this is it. I mean, you, you get it or you get it or you don't. Yeah, we're kind of approaching the end of the message sending too, because he's he's about sent the only message you. Well, can here's send. the problem: is I think the, oh, some of those messages would have been sent if you had a choice. They don't. They need depth. Like they right. They don't. Have, it's not like they got eight of them lined up. Where you go, oh, good god, this is. So you have Caden Prescorn, who's gone after this season. Yeah. Realistically, yeah. You have uh, Kyron Heath, who they like a lot, but is still has. He's got to get better blocking. He's got good hands. He's young. I mean, it is yeah. what it is. He played thirty six snaps last season. Uh, you've got Hudson Wolf, who has yet to play He's a, the ultimate a wild card. He I was mean, out of a non-contact yesterday. Yeah, so maybe there's movement there. I will be fascinated to see what Thursday looks like to see what he does. Right. We have not seen him bang around yet or anything. He's coming off all this back injury stuff. He was the number one player in Tennessee out of high school in 2021. Um, big kid, talented kid, but has just been banged up. So I don't know what that looks like. But otherwise, it's priest corn. They signed uh, Javante Connor yeah, but uh, last season, freshman. but he's a true freshman. So, you know, you, the whole will just run him. Well, that I don't, and they probably don't want to do that. Look, I mean, part of being, I'm not, this is not making fun. Okay. This is the way they market. Part of being the portal king is that the portal guys work out. Agreed? Yeah, of course. Sure. And so, oh, it's, it's, the majority of it, sure. And so if you know you if if you got start getting a reputation for well, yeah, they took in this portal guy and this portal guy and it didn't work and it didn't work and it didn't work. Well, all of a sudden you're going to have a hard time being the portal king. You need to hit as many as you can out of the portal to, in the event that you feel like you have to continue to build your program through the portal. The hit rate has to be very good. Yeah. So, and look, he's immensely talented physically. I mean, he just. He looks like an NFL player. He runs like an NFL player. He's got ability after the catch, all of those things. But there was a lot of frustration with him last year with lineup, his ability to get lined up, with his discipline. It was coach's decision that he did not play in at least two or three games late that season. Yeah. He played a little bit in the bowl game, but I don't know that he – he had one or zero targets after coming back from injury. After being healthy, not just missing time for injury. After being healthy. He broke his collarbone at Vanderbilt. And came back. He was at least eligible Alabama. Yeah, three weeks later, he was ready to go. Yeah. He did not play against Alabama or Arkansas or Mississippi State. Yeah. And he played in the bowl game, but I don't think he had a target, or if he did, he had a target but no catch. I don't remember. And to say that he was more talented than the guy who was playing in front of him is the understatement of all time. 
And then yesterday, the question was, because I think questions matter because Lane tries to answer the question. The mm-hmm. question was, basically, what is your expectation for Priest Corn and Trig working together? What does that position look like? And then what is your expectation for Trig in general? It was two parts. Pointed out Trig separate. And when Lane said this, on the like I said, on the heels of seeing them at practice, now look, I will give Trig this. His body language was pretty good yesterday. He was engaged. He was fine. He seemed to, at least for the day, get the message that, hey, I'm over here with Austin Simmons and Walker Howard, and this is not where I need to be. Um, Because there was some really, just from a visual standpoint, he's going up against walk-ons, and you're going, what would have, like, this is whatever. But, I mean, that takes him having to lock in because – there's yeah. a couple times where the walk-on was beating him, and it was like, okay, he's not trying then. Right. He's not running the route effectively if the walk-on corner that's five foot four is knocking the ball away here. Um, the quote, Priest Corn is fitting really well. Players put him on a leadership committee already after not being here very long, which says a lot. He's extremely mature, so we were excited about him. Trigg has done some things. We're still pushing him forward, and it's early in camp. <laughs> yeah. That was the most diplomatic answer that you could give without doing some things. He's doing some things. Yeah, well, he's done hey, that. That's for sure. Gave an honest assessment. True story. One of those things was getting kicked out of practice on Saturday. <laughs> I mean, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like somebody's in a fight. You go, well, I don't know. She said some things. I said some things. It's 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 whatever. I don't, I don't know. No, look. And it's a message to Heath. Hey. Get ready to play because... Oh, no question about that. Got to go. No doubt. Um, It's kind of scattershotting to finish this. Uh, I thought he was really interesting on Quinshawn Judkins yesterday because it was something I noticed too. They had Judkins doing a lot of pass catching, a lot of routes. Um, He was more active in the route tree skeleton stuff than we have seen him in the past. Um, And I'm assuming that's where the question was alluding from. And Lane said that when a guy's brand new, you're trying to make him a normal running back. You need to just get him in the game, get him good at what he can do. And then he goes, you know, he sort of politely was talking about, he gets frustrated with other coaches answer. Cause he said, a lot of the coaches go, Oh, well, you know, this got to get better. And he's like, but what does that mean? He goes, it means you broaden your skill set. You start to do yeah. new things. Once you've perfected the things that you do. And he goes with when Sean, even though he's a bigger guy, he is athletic enough to catch the football and do some stuff in space. So yes, we're using him in those ways and getting him ready for that role. Um, and by the end of last season, his role was so huge because of injuries to other guys that they really couldn't put a lot more on his plate. The plate was loaded. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, you know, back to Aiden Williams because they need him at wide receiver. He's probably their best kick returner, but I don't think he'll return kicks because I just don't think you can risk that. Um, yeah. I expect Dayton Wade and Ulysses Bentley to return kicks based off what I've seen to this point. Um, people keep asking about kicking. Um, it's. Costa and Maysine is the kicker and the punter. I don't know that there's even really a competition there. And I expect Caden Davis to kick off. So, I don't, I mean, Agreed. I think that's just where it's at. I, I think so, too. asking that. Um, he complimented Jackson Dart. I thought it was a standard answer. I didn't think it was anything that was overly revelatory in any way. But he likes him. He thought he's getting better. He's more mature. He said basically the kids like him, the players like him, his teammates like him. And they've done it because they respect him, not because he yells at him and is very vocal because he's not a very vocal person. Yeah. It's an honest answer. It's fine. Um, Jackson's one of those people who's super comfortable in his own skin. He's not fake. He's just, yeah. He is who he is. He doesn't try to be that guy. Well, there's no point. Yeah. He doesn't get pressure to go, oh, I've got to yell and rah-rah no, and not, do all that. He's not a, like, he did some of that last year, I think, forcing it. 
you know, there were some moments where in yeah. practice, it was like, that doesn't even feel genuine. <laughs> he told me, sorry, I just feel so much more comfortable now. I mean, he's been here a minute. It was a big adjustment too. you leave USC. And again, not to go back through his life story, but he didn't want to leave USC. Mm-hmm. He was happy there. He left because they were bringing in Caleb Williams and he wasn't going to play. So there was a, emotional adjustment to, Hey, I'm leaving this place where I have all these friends and I met all these people and I got to go to a completely different part of the country that I've never been before. And I've got to compete for a job with people that, you know, there's a lot. That was a, was a big adjustment. Spencer Sanders had a good day yesterday. I thought he was a little more into a re- leadership role. Noticed he went out of his way to really talk about other people, talk talk to his linemen, kind of got engaged. Um, we're guessing. Where do you see this right now? I don't know. It's, it's Does something feel weird? It's always felt weird. I've, I've been consistent. I, know. I have been consistent on this. They they went out and got Spencer Sanders because my gut sits here and just goes I don't know Jackson Dart looks the best and he's the quarterback and he's the incumbent but it's it just there's something that's there. They went out and got Spencer Sanders and it's my understanding he has a pretty hefty NIL tag. I mean now look maybe at the end of the month I don't know I mean I don't know. I don't know how you can keep both of them on your roster happy. Well, we don't know Spencer's mindset. We don't know what Spencer's okay with. Yeah, I, I know what Jackson's okay with. I don't know what Spencer's yeah. okay with. I mean, if you told me Spencer Sanders is the starting quarterback, I'm going to tell you either one of two things happened. Either Jackson Dart got hurt or Jackson Dart's not very happy at all. No. Even a little bit. <laughs> no. No, I feel good about that one. I'm, I'm, I'm. I mean, if you tell me he's on the sideline, I'm like in a sling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the cast, no, a ball cap and a clipboard. Mm, I don't see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he would make Luke Altmyer's body language last year <laughs> <laughs> look like because Luke sometimes looked like like they would be on the sideline. And Luke was like, "Hey, I'm gonna take a day at the park. Yeah. Uh, I'm not playing." I mean, we all figured it out, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Luke wasn't going to play. And he knew it. Yeah, sure. And I think Luke had a decent idea where he might be going. Certainly had the tampering portal, portal I suspect, was active. He had knew he had options for sure. And so he was like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to be a good teammate and I'm going to help Jackson where I can, but I don't care. I think, I think it would be, well, and there's two questions here, and that makes sense. I mean, JM says, "What's wrong with being a backup and holding a clipboard and collecting a check?" Nothing, as long as that is your mindset to be cool with that. That's not Jackson Dart's mindset. Not about Spencer. Yeah, like, yeah, no, no. I mean, and, and it might be. I don't. I don't. I kind of doubt it. And then Grind says, "How long has Spencer been healthy?" No, not long. We're just now seeing the true competition. Yeah, got healthy this summer. Yeah, it's they just knew. Jackson just seems so far ahead. Well, they tried They're to just, tell us in the spring, but some of the people just won't listen to the answers, and so the narrative develops. Told him he's not healthy in the spring. He was coming back from a shoulder thing. He was pretty limited. He was on a pitch count. He was the pitcher coming back from Tommy John, where they're like, "Hey, look, you, you're clear." Yeah. In quotes, you're gonna we're we're gonna send you to Double A, and you're gonna throw thirty five pitches tonight. Yeah, thirty five, not thirty six. If it's a two one count, we're coming to get you. 
And quite frankly, we really don't want you throwing anything but fastballs. Mm-hmm. No, no curves. Don't really give about the results tonight. That was what the spring was for Spencer. Yeah, They weren't really measuring the throws. They weren't really paying a lot of attention to what it looked like. And then also, I'm not counting, but I, I said this on the board yesterday. People keep asking, does it make sense for Walker Howard to be third string as he's not getting enough reps? He's not with the starters, but he's actually getting more reps than Sanders, I yeah. think, because the way they do this is they split Dart and Sanders off to one field. They split Howard and, Sa- and Simmons off to the other field, and Howard is kind of the, quote, starter on that field. Right. So he's taking whatever reps that is. So they're – they're actually getting him the most reps of anyone other than Dart or very close to Dart from yes. an equal standpoint. So that's not – they all stand around in one pile and they wait on first to go, then second to go, then third to go, then down the line. It's just – it doesn't it doesn't look like that. Um, Lane had been very happy with Austin Simmons yesterday um, too, by the way, just on how he has matured two things quickly. Um, I like – It's a big jump for him just socially, just the environment yeah. a lot there. He has a young face. He does. He looks really young. But he, I, I, I do uh, kind of admire the way he has attached himself to some of the older guys, mm-hmm. asking questions. Yeah, he's using it. Yeah. I mean, I, between periods, I'll see him just like picking Jackson Dart's brain. Well, I mean, he's, very sitting, he's sitting here waiting, and he is behind two quarterbacks who have played a lot of college football. Spencer Sanders has started 41 games in the Big 12. Yeah. Jackson has started games in the Pac-12 12 12 and, and, and the SEC. SEC. Yeah. So you're, those are resources. Seeing a lot of stuff there. Yeah. yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, portal controls, network security, and much more. So, again, get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. Uh, get the beautiful and healthy smile that you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile from routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign. Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com. Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Andy Ludeke can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy. Put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or uh, 404-973-9901. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, so much offered at Southern Traditions Horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons to advanced lessons to being able to compete at nationally recognized competitions. It's also a great venue for uh, reunions, uh, corporate outings, or whatnot. So get in touch with uh, the people at Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Podcast is brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area in the upper med scene. Free prescriptions the same day each month. 
take care of you. If you'd like to transfer your medications over to G&M, it's an easy process. Don't have to stay with the big box pharmacies. You make one phone call, and they take care of the rest. So, again, Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs or G&M in Oxford. That's 662-236-2222. Yeah, as uh, Grind mentioned, uh, Ole Miss number 22 in the preseason coaches poll um, from an SEC or opponent standpoint. Georgia number one getting uh, 61 of the 66 first-place votes. Alabama at number three getting four first-place votes. And then Ohio State getting one first-place vote at number four. Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Ohio State, LSU, your top five, SC6. Uh, Tennessee coming in at number 10. I was so happy that Wes Rucker was upset yesterday because Clemson was ranked ahead of Tennessee in a preseason poll. Wes got worked up about a preseason poll? He did, yes. Um, Or at least he had. All right, so here's the question. Is that genuine or is that the fake, hey, I'm going to try to please the fans thing? I mean, it has to be pleasing the fans because no one can get upset by a preseason poll. I mean, it's it 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 defies logic. Like, if you're, okay, it's one thing to go, "Hey, we're not ranked, and we should be top fifteen or something." But mad because you're ten and not nine in a preseason poll. I wouldn't care if you thought you should be ten and you were well, ranked eight hundred and seven. Sure. I mean, it's literally meaningless. It doesn't factor into the formula or anything. No one's played a game. I mean, if you want to have a conversation about, oh, yeah, that makes sense, or, that, oh, I think that's a little lower high, okay, fine. But if you're going to pretend to be emotional about a preseason poll, I, I just – I, lo- I lose respect. It started with him tweeting 21 hours ago, ranking Clemson one spot ahead of Tennessee in the preseason poll is certainly a decision. Upset because Clemson is ranked ahead of Tennessee in a in a preseason poll, yes. Mark says he saw some ball Twitter getting mad about it. We are that stupid, quote unquote. Um, I, I was I would be embarrassed for anybody who was upset about a preseason poll. Doesn't matter, even a little bit. Here's the perfect proof, right? Two yeah. lanes, twenty three. They are yes. Ole Miss is going to play them. Someone's going to win. Well, they're going to keep a score. Yeah, I can almost predict with one hundred percent certainty what the scoreboard will look like at the beginning of the game. And once Ole Miss wins, Tulane will not be ranked anymore. Nope. And Ole Miss will move up to like 16 or something. I don't know. Wherever. Yeah. And, and then Ole, they'll play Georgia Tech. And, and then, then a couple weeks later, Ole Miss will play Alabama. And it'll be number and three Ole, against number 15 or whatever it is. And if Ole Miss wins, they will move up. Way up. Precipitously. Yes. And if they don't, they'll drop a little. And then after that, they'll play LSU. And the dance Ditto. continues. So I, what a poll on August the 7th. I, I just... That's disingenuous on his part. Well, it, okay. It's fraudulent on his part. Or he's stupid. There's no other explanation. Stupid or liar. Basically. One or the other. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're an Ole Miss fan and you're worked up about 22 in a coach's preseason poll on August the 7th, I mean, seek help. Frankly, it shows what Lane's done for the program that it's not even a news story because they yes. have covered years, years ago where they're like, hey, they got ranked. That's, oh, yeah, that's for like, sure. Okay, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. So oh, it actually tells you that there's a lot of respect among coaches for Lane and what he's built because they did lose five of their last six games. It would have been, and they lost a lot of players and a lot of portal stuff, and it would have been super easy to go, ah. Well, I mean, look, I mean, and we'll hit this for a minute tomorrow just because people will keep asking because Mandel got people worked up in this mailbag about relegation or conferences shrinking or any of that stuff because he mentions some, some vague reference to Ole Miss. 
Ole Miss is ranked 22 in the country. They've got Lane Kiffin as their coach. They've been to three access bowls in the last nine years or whatever it is. Mandel's dumb decision was going Mississippi schools, Rutgers, and Indiana. It's like, what, what are we talking about? Ole Miss is not freaking Rutgers. This is stupid. Stewart's clickbait. Yeah, it's like this is not. The fact that he got people to buy it and worked yeah. up about it shows you that, well, he got he did his job, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I answered this in a, in a on the message board. I mean, is there a scenario? I mean, yeah. I mean, where the whole sport blows up and you look up and it's carnage and you're putting it back together again. I, I mean, I, who knows? But, I mean. Yeah, as Mark says, a poll filled out by interns and SIDs. For sure. Billy Napier didn't sit down and spend three hours on the coach's poll. Not a chance. <laughs> There's a decent chance that he never saw it. Yeah. That he told somebody, just do the best you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the, the, the idea that he would break away from watching film or practice to put a poll together is nonsensical. Texas at 12. Uh, let's see. Oregon State, speaking of them, they're at 18. Oklahoma at 19. Ole Miss at 22, Tulane 23, Texas Tech 24, A&M 25 to uh, close the poll there. That's fine. Petrino not getting uh, – sorry, Fisher not getting much respect finally after looking yeah, I don't know. They went five and seven in their ranks. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Well, that's some, true. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. You know, whatever. Tells you there's some people out there that kind of obviously think they're talented. Kansas State, just a little engine that couldn't at 17 there. Just not a lot of resources and keep winning football games. Like, that guy's legit. He's good. He's really good. They've I mean, done a great job with coaching hires. Culture, they have it in spades. They understand who they are. Yes, 100%. This, they fit, they, that's why they fit in the Big 12. That's what we do. Perfect. Are your Hawkeyes not ranked? No. Uh, I think we're like right outside, 26, 27. Oh, well, okay. You're 26, actually. 26. You're, at, you're, you're, you're one spot ahead of South Carolina and two spots ahead of Florida. Let's just put it that way. Well, we'd kill them both. Who was it yesterday? Was it an ESPN person who said Florida and Alabama have very similar talent? Was it an ESPN guy? Who said that? Not Somebody either. yesterday, some talking head yesterday said Florida and Alabama had very similar talent. No, they don't. I, I don't watch the talking heads, really. Well, I know. I, I ran know, across I, on Twitter. Yeah, I know. I, I just don't. No, I don't know. Vegas has 10.5, the over-under for one of them, and 5.5, <laughs> the over-under for the other. There's some disparity there. I mean, just just saying. Yeah, South Carolina, two spots out. Florida, I don't know why, three spots out. Um, Kentucky, a few. Troy got some votes. Yeah. Sure. State got some votes. Arkansas got some votes. I think Missouri got some votes. Uh, Missouri got 11 of them. Yeah. Yeah, Missouri got 11 votes. That is a... Uh, doesn't matter. Missouri will get 12 chances to play games. So will State. If you win enough of them, you will be ranked. Absolutely. You will get a little number next to you. For sure. Uh, I was going to go into this stupid baseball Orioles thing. We're going to do that tomorrow because I want to spend more time on it than we currently have with this announcer who's getting suspended. But um, instead, PR-wise, I got got an issue. Washington State, did you see this yesterday? I did not. Washington State president. I don't know where he's been in this. I have not heard of the Washington State president Mm -hmm. before now, but sure. I mean, you want to get a little speak speak up while your conference is imploding around you while you have no home, but sure. He comes out, and in his statement yesterday, essentially defends the Pac-12. It's like, no, 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 no. You criticize the Pac-12. The way you do this is you go to your constituents and go, no, they're all a bunch of idiots. I'm sorry, we're going to figure this out. I mean, 
<laughs> he criticized Washington and Oregon, pointed them out as, quote, sealing the fate of the Pac-12, blaming Oregon and Washington, <laughs> said he was, quote, shocked on Friday morning when they, when they announced their intent to leave. You should be fired right there. Right there. Th- that statement to your fan base should have been reason to get a pink slip. That's what that should have meant right there. And then goes on down here to defend George Kavakoff or whatever it is. Kavakoff. Oh, sure. <laughs> I won't have to remember his name in like a month. No, he's fired. You scrapped your life raft to that? Yeah. You picked him. The guy who, when he... He then calls... No, 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 no. Then he calls the (laughs) streaming deal with Apple, quote, an innovative and forward-looking partnership proposal. They literally offered... They made no firm offer, ever. ESPN made them an offer a year ago that they should have taken, and they didn't. And ESPN's last offer with the Pac-12 was for five basketball games. And you blame Oregon for leaving? He said that while the current level of support that all schools receive with guaranteed money was not at the current level, there was a general acknowledgement that streaming Pac-12 media was clearly the direction media consumption is going. So really, they're forward-thinking. They're ahead of the curve. You just got to give it time to catch up. I mean, maybe. After several board meetings and robust discussion among all nine schools, we finished our board meeting on Thursday with a strong feeling of staying together, pursuing a new partnership, and moving forward with conference expansion. I genuinely felt that on Friday morning we would sign the needed paperwork, finalize the deal with Apple, and move the Pac-12 toward a new and brighter future. Yeah, at no point did you think, you know, Oregon. Did you not notice that the Oregon and Washington guys were playing tic tac toe in the corner of the room and not listening to anything you guys were saying? They were only there because they had to be. Did you not at least consider the possibility that they were using this as leverage to get just a little bit more from the Big Ten? Maybe. I mean, do you think the Oregon AD was paying any attention in that meeting whatsoever? Because the first time I read Nicole Arbach's story on Friday morning, I went, oh, they're, this is the leverage play. If dumb me can figure it out, you, the president of Washington State, should be able to at least consider that option as well. Then ends it because, of course, because these conversations are often confidential, we are not able to provide updates on whom we are talking to and when. At this point, we are pursuing every possible opportunity to ensure we have multiple options moving forward. Yeah, good luck. Yes, the Mountain West or Independence. <laughs> yeah. Those are your two options. <laughs> and I don't think you're going to get a good TV deal. I mean, their only other option is to offer to take like a half share from the Big 12 and get a, a full share in the new contract. It's, I mean, literally, I'm totally serious. Or join the Mountain West. And if you're a Mountain West school, you're like, okay, would we have to take a smaller piece of the pie? Because our piece of the pie is already pretty small. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, you might not have those options. Call Conference USA, or the American, I guess. Yeah, the American's in a weird spot. Here, like, yeah. They're not really being hunted, so they can grab some teams potentially and strengthen their situation. Yeah, not yet, at least. Well, fair. Yeah. Who's in the American now that would be nationally appealing to a league that was trying to throw something together? Oh, nationally appealing? Because Cincinnati left, UCF left. I mean, you're literally talking about like Memphis and East Carolina. 
SMU. 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 SMU right now is going, whew, glad we didn't do that pack thing. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, I mean, you're, <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. I mean, the current American in football, Charlotte, East Carolina, Florida Atlantic, Michigan, sorry, Michigan, Memphis, <laughs> not the same thing, Navy, <laughs> not even a little, North Texas, Rice, SMU, South Florida, Temple, Tulane, Tulsa, UAB, UTSA. Ooh. It's gotten worse, bad worse. Yeah. Frankly, I'm not sure I wouldn't buy the Sun Belt over the American right now after losing oh, those four teams. Yeah. The Sun Belt's figured out its yeah. spot. We're SEC light. Yeah. No, I mean, from a national standpoint, SMU is number one. For sure. Because you're in the Metroplex. Well, I mean, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they have some they have some cachet. I could oddly make the argument Tulane might be too. Yeah. I could at least make the argument. No, sure. I could take that to court and make you They have some name recognition. But I mean who's grabbing you? Well, I mean I, I keep waiting for the pack to go, hey, look, you know, here's what we ought to do is let's start let's start nabbing a few from some of these other conferences and th- and cobble something together. Yeah. Because it's your only option. You know, San Diego State, SMU, Tulane. Boise, maybe. I I Mm -hmm. don't know. Try to throw something together and just go, hey, this is who we are. I mean. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, More football talk tomorrow. Again, I want to uh, talk about the Orioles tomorrow. That even when you're winning, you're still the Orioles because of your management and your leadership. So let's go into. uh, It's a mean thing to say. It's the truth. We didn't get into this Missouri. Oh, we'll do that. In, we'll do that tomorrow, too. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Plenty of football going on. So back with you in the morning for that. Hope all of you have a uh, wonderful day. Again, practice 635 tonight. Rebelgrove.com in the meantime. And we'll talk to you then.